This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Homestale Radio. Good evening, welcome to Homestyle Radio, uh, with me, Chris Hambling, also we have, uh, I don't know why I'm doing it in this voice, also we've got Mark Ross and Albert Curley, hi chaps. Evening all. Good voice. It is, I, I might change it from my regular voice. Can you keep that up for an hour? And yes, I can. 15 minutes? Uh, no. <laughs> Mm. Okay, just, uh, well, what we have coming up for you today, uh, we've got an interview with the legend that is Don Rogers later on. Uh, as with all live interviews, there's always a risk that things might go horribly wrong, but um, we'll be giving Don a call a bit later on, as well as getting a uh, listener, Eagle in Cornwall, off the whole, uh, Chris, on to uh, help with a few questions. I've uh, got plenty in from yourselves on that, but if you've got any last-minute things, radio at homesdale.net. Or if you want to talk about the Blackpool game or anything like that, also radio at homesdale.net for email. You can call us on 0208 123 with calls charged at your local rate and we'll come out of your mobile bundle. You can join the uh, strange people in the chat room. It's uh, www.holeradio.net forward slash chat. Uh, you can also message us on Twitter or Facebook. Although, to be honest, without a producer again, it's difficult for me to find those messages while actually trying to present a show, but I will do my very best for you. Uh, it's twitter.com forward slash whole radio. Include at whole radio with your message. And it's facebook.com forward slash whole radio. And also, we'll be having a little chat about the badge vote later on. Uh, we're not going to do it as a main part of the show uh, because we've got Don on, obviously. But if you do want to put some uh, sort of questions or... Uh, comments about the badge choices rather than what specific badge you want to pick just how do you feel about the um the choices that you've been given uh if you want to put any of those in do email us radio at homestyle.net and we'll try and pick them up as we talk a little bit later on uh we'll probably be talking to don from around half past eight depending on how long the chat about blackball takes um but before we do anything else i'm just going to catch up with 
with the lads because I hadn't spoken to them, well, apart from, from pre-show, for a while. Uh, Albert, I'm going to start with you first. Is, you know, anything major in your life happened? Uh, engaged, so all yeah. the ladies out there, and maybe some men, probably. Um, <laughs> just want to Any start names? Off saying, Has she got a name? What, my fiance. <laughs> Why are you engaged? You're engaged to who? <laughs> I mean, I, she's got a few, but I can't repeat them on uh, on it. No, her name's Joe, actually. So uh, we got engaged over Christmas. So yeah. Obviously, uh, congratulations to you on that, um, and I'm sure our listeners also are, uh, are slightly mad, disappointed. Mad disappointed, <laughs> but they're probably very happy for you as well. Listen, Chris, it was one night. I t- you know, <laughs> I, I, just, I said, uh, mm. except that's who I was. Okay. Did you? Well, were you drunk yeah. at the time, under the influence. Of I was actually unconscious. Um, I didn't know about it till Chris sent me the photos the next day. So, well, you know, you've just you're an adult now. You've got to take responsibility for your own <laughs> actions. I don't think this is the forum for me to be telling you this, but you know, if, if I have to do it, I will. Exactly. Um, all those successful relationships you've had, mate, in the past. Yeah. So moving swiftly on. Um. <laughs> um so obviously that the dulcet tones of Mark Ross have come through rather enthusiastically there. Um, Mark, how are you? Yeah, I was slightly taken aback by what Albert just announced. You know, yeah. I thought we ought to dedicate the oh, whole show. Albert, <laughs> yeah, I'm, good, I'm a good catch. <laughs> In your own eyes, yeah. All three of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Especially I mean, if you... the third. Yeah, let's not go into your third eye, not now. Oh, that's been said before, isn't it? Oh, it's turned into a carry-on film. Um, it's only four minutes past. Charles Hawtree, come in now. And I immediately apologise to everyone listening, hoping to hear from Don Rogers. You will hear from Don later on, and it will be conducted in an orderly and sensible manner. Um, okay, I mean, I've uh, obviously I, I made the trip up to Blackpool yesterday, which is fairly, uh, fairly uneventful um, in terms of a journey. But, I mean, it's... I don't know, it's, it's, it's a long way to go, and one of the things that struck me when we, when we got there was that um, the, the looks on the faces of the locals, they all look at this sort of, you know, weird, like, hills have eyes kind of look on their faces, and I'm, I don't, you know, I didn't want to insult them or anything like that, but I just thought, that's, you know, why do they all look like that? And then I got out of the minibus and realised uh, it was because of the wind. I don't know if you've ever, anyone ever been to Blackpool. It's insane. It's actually insane. You can put layer after layer on, and it doesn't make any difference. You may as well be running around naked, Mark. Yeah, I went west. Well, um, I wasn't naked, but I did go to a cup tie, um, third round cup tie at Blackpool about, I can't remember, must have been six, seven seasons ago. I think we won 2 1, and uh, that was, it was sort of, I don't know, I think I think it snows the whole time up north. And uh, it was just absolutely freezing. And um, but I don't remember any fixed expressions on people's faces, like you're kind of sort of alluding to. Is that is that something that you're just making up, or is it? Is, it's uh, poetic license, but no, it was it was. I'd say it's quite. It's just quite a disturbing sort of image, and I I've I've never really experienced the. the sure, the, you weren't looking in the mirror. Like that. <laughs> Mark, that, that doesn't even work. I'm not going to talk. No, listen. It was it was it was, a, it was an interesting day out. I have, I have to say, I didn't do the the weekend thing like a lot of people did. I saw a few lads down there who mentioned that they'd done a hundred quid before they'd even sort of been to a, a football match and still had another evening ahead of them. So, you know, it's an expensive expensive thing to do a weekend up there. And one of Europe's premier, you know, <laughs> holiday Dosses. spots, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe funny. they'd all had plastic surgery, and that's why their faces look like that. 
Have you ever you thought been... about that? Mark, have you been drinking today? <laughs> oh, are you, are you certainly not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Normally, I would, the answer would be yes. No, it's a nice, you know, it's a, it was a nice day out. I did manage to, in, a, in our goal celebrations, did manage to fall over and hurt my wrist, but fortunately it was the left wrist. So, we're, <laughs> so no, no real damage done there. <clears throat> so, did you uh, go by minibus? Did you, I, the I usual did, with your, your did, little yeah. motley crew? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we were how how much had you consumed by the time you arrived? Yeah, a fair amount. Yeah, I mean we <laughs> we, we we set off at half past six, and I would say I was drinking by about half past six. Um, where did you Where did you start off in? I was at Selhurst. Um, uh, so you yeah, know, were you? No, fortunately, <laughs> I wasn't. No, no. Um, no it's, I'll tell you, it's it's a long journey, but it did seem to go pretty quickly. And as as we'll talk about in a short while, it's um. It was, it was, you know, it was a good, a good game. It was a good game to go and watch. Um, I was, uh, yeah, pretty encouraged. But what we wanted, wanted to chat about before we go on to Blackpool um, was the there was a thread on the Homesdale uh, relating to whether or not people would prefer to it's win the League Cup or what was the alternative? I think it was get promoted. Was it playoffs? I don't know. Yeah, it was in, get promoted. Palace get promoted, yeah. not in your job career. Yes, sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we all want the extra money. <laughs> very true yeah very so true. it was basically win the league cup or get promoted one or the other obviously the things aren't mutually exclusive but the que- that's the question which one would you take there's various different answers and, um, and opinions know, there's two answers right, there's, there's three <laughs> isn't there there's league cup get promoted or get relegated mental <laughs> note to self, don't ever get these two on the same show ever again um <clears throat> Okay, there's various different ways of answering that question and various different reasoning. Um, what are yours, Albert? I, uh, as I suggested on the third, I'd uh, much rather win the cup, I think. Mm. I'd uh, even settle for just getting to the final rather than going up. Mad, I know. Is the thinking behind that that we probably won't have a, uh, a great time up there in the Premiership were we to be promoted? And, the, uh, you know, you, we've obviously That's we were in... It. We were in the, the Premier League not that long ago now, although it's getting longer yep. and longer. But, and I don't remember a huge amount from that season, but you do remember a cup final, didn't you? Of course, it's a day out. You know, it's, um, I, when the new Wembley was built, I, I vowed to myself that I'd never go unless it was for a, uh, you know, to go and see Palace. And, you know, whilst playoffs is good, you know, a cup final, that's, that's almost once in a lifetime sort of... Um, Occasion, so I'll mm. definitely take the League Cup. Yeah, and a lot, oh. a lot of people saying that obviously we've not done anything major since the uh, well, the Zenith Data Systems Cup at Wembley. Obviously, we had the playoff win in Cardiff, but a lot of people saying that, that the fact it was in Cardiff kind of tainted the uh, the experience for them. And I say, yeah, yeah, we'll probably find out Tuesday. But um, I think. Yeah, I think, again, a lot of people have done the, said the same as you. They won't go to the new Wembley unless it's to see Palace. I, I'd never really thought of it like that. So we'll take that. It. We'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was a bit late for tickets on that one. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, shocking, really. Yeah. I do love... No, I nearly said something bad. <laughs> uh, Mark, <laughs> what's your opinion on the... Uh, on on the question of League Cup or promotion? I'm a bit divided, like, like the thread is, really. I, I kind of... I see both sides of it. I, I agree that we're not ready to go up yet. And I think that um, I'm siding towards sort of the League Cup, but not at the expense of 
falling down the league at some ridiculous rate so that we end up sort of with a last day staying up scenario. But um, uh, there was an, another thread sort of, I suppose, indirectly attached to that about uh, letting the lads off the leash kind of thing. And uh, after the League Cup tie, then maybe Doogie will be a bit more attacking. Uh, yeah. That remains to be seen. But I think uh, the exposure and the financial side of um, getting to a League Cup final would be good. Obviously, going up to the Premier League and then struggling week in, week out, trying to grind out the odd result here and there is not not great fun. Uh, it's worth, I know it's worth about 30-plus million, but I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, I, I, I would just love a day out at Wembley, to be honest. And, um, you know, we're only sort of 90 minutes potentially away from that. Exactly, mate. And I don't. I don't think. I. I mean, maybe people who are listening may may think that we should be going, you know, for promotion. And and I can see what, where they're coming from, but I. I don't know uh, how much money the club has got to inject into buying new players and so forth. If we did go up, and uh, and I don't want to be sort of, you know sort of seeing us win one or two games in the whole season and it's yeah, just it, depressing it, I, I'd like I mean uh, you know it, as I say I'm yeah. a bit divided by it I, I would like tell. us to get you know to get to the final and I would like us to get maybe I'd like us to sort of finish about 10th in the league and, and get to the cup final and if we win the cup final then so be it but uh, there we go yeah, no, that's fair enough mate and I, I think a lot a lot of some very good points in in there and I think a lot of people sort of are struggling with the same kind of uh, issues and i think if you if if we were to go up there's never a great you know the right time to go up and if you offer, offered us promotion we you know we would take it of course we would and i think we've got the the setup now the way we budget the way we work we've spoken to steve at length on this show about that so we have some sort of a, an idea about how how they think uh in in sort of working the budget out for the for the <laughs> for the club needed for the show so um I mean, I think I think we'd probably give ourselves a good chance of staying up there. But like you say, it gets it does some damage sometimes, uh, certainly to future attendances and and sort of general attitudes around the club to go up and just lose every week. And I think I think uh, for me the 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 idea of a cup is not just for personal memories, although that's that's my main motivation. It's more for if you look at the the long term future of the club, going to Wembley and getting. I nearly said the number of fans, number of tickets we've got there. A number of tickets, um, a number of fans along, which is a huge number, much more than we usually get. All those people, all those families, all those experiences, just that day out at Wembley will do so much long-term good for the club that you wouldn't get with um, with a season in the Premiership of us being relegated. So it sort of swings and roundabouts. Financially, the Premiership would absolutely dwarf the the sort of impact of the cup but for, yeah for me it's got to be the cup i think with uh, also with with the youngsters that are coming through that they, they need a bit more time and and you know they they're not going to be able to cut it in the premiership next season apart from a couple of exceptions which i'm sure everyone's aware of but the the new players that we've got on trial and the uh and some of the youngsters that have come through this season you know, they need uh, a couple more seasons to really uh, cement places in the in the team in the club, and uh, they're not going to do that if we get promoted. But maybe I'm just being negative about it. But 
you know, yeah. it was a, it was an either or, wasn't it? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would say I would say the League Cup and Good. promotion in a couple of seasons. But what we all really want is both, of course. But um, okay, mm. brilliant. Mm. Excuse me. Well, let's talk about Blackpool. Uh, obviously, I was there. So I went away from the microphone there. I don't know if anyone noticed. Anyway, I shouldn't probably shouldn't draw attention to it. <clears throat> I went obviously. I went up there um, on the journey up there. Found out about the team uh, that we were going to pick, and it was a, a tinge of disappointment that we weren't going to have a real go at Blackpool. But then you, you're always reminded of that Dougie always says he'll pick a team that he thinks can win the game. Uh, but most of us were sort of thinking. You know, pretty heavy defeat, really. We know what Blackpool are about. They're a very attacking team. They don't spend a huge amount of time defending. But they they just put you under lots and lots of pressure. So, you know, rolled up in Blackpool nice and early, got into their ground and was realised that, that their ground, really, there is nothing for an away, for an away supporter. You certainly can't have a beer in that ground. Um, it's all up, still up on the scaffolding. There is a roof now, fortunately. Um, but really, there's like the back of the stands just a wire mesh, and you've got that horrible wind I mentioned earlier. Just it comes in straight off the sea, straight into your face, and out the back. There's no, there's no getting away from it, you know, unless you perhaps curl it up into a, the fetal position on the floor, which I didn't do. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, that it's a hostile environment. I think is the point I'm trying to make there. It, it's certainly for for a young team that is what we ended up putting out and. Um, yeah, surprised to see the lineup, what it was, but but interested to see how they were playing. And I think the the overriding message is, first of all, it was a it was an entertaining game, full of full of good, some really good football from both sides, and and I was particularly impressed with the um with the one touch play from the likes of Cadogan, Dumbaya, uh, and specifically Owen Garvin, who played in an unfamiliar role at the sort of point of a midfield three, if you like. Um, and uh, yes, he, he he sort of struggled early on in the game, but as he, as he got to sort of grips with the position, he he was excellent in in creating what were a number of chances for us. And um, I think there's a few sort of headline points that we're we're going to talk about. Really, I mean, I, I'll, I'll sort of give you guys the chance to ask some uh, some questions of me first, and we'll see where that leads us. Really, so uh, Mark, do you want to chip in first? Yeah, um, interesting point you made about Owen Garvin um, playing sort of the the front point of a midfield was it three well yeah it was yeah was kind of sort of uh i suppose it's like what i'm basically getting at is that um it's a a position that you often see people saying that darren ambrose should take up Mm -hmm. and would be most effective there obviously owen garvin took on that role ambrose didn't feature obviously Mm -hmm. yesterday and uh, i suppose my question to you is um which, if either of those players, is most suitable to that role? I wouldn't have. It's a good question, Mark. I wouldn't have picked. I wouldn't have picked Garvin before the game. Put it that way. But I, you, as, as we've talked about before, I'm not a big believer in seeing Darren Ambrose as a central player. And I, and I know a, a lot of we people won't agree with the logic of, of that. But what I would just point out is that he he's always been played wide. And there's this perception that under Warnock, where he scored all those goals, that he was playing centrally, and he absolutely wasn't. He, he, he was playing left, but he was given license to roam across the pitch. And that's, that's his best position to me, being able to make his own decisions, but coming in off the left, mainly. Uh, he seems to get more, away more shots. That, that's my opinion. 
Um, but I, I think what we saw from Garvin is he has a little bit more as a central midfielder than Ambrose. Not a great deal. They're both people you wouldn't um, put in a position to, for their tackling ability or for, you know for their defensive play. But Garvin, I think, from playing more games in a central midfield role, usually in a deep lying position to try and be like a playmaker, he's got more more of the attributes to have more of an effect in that position. When certainly when when Blackpool pushed us back uh, on on a number of occasions, but it was a good setup in in, in that we were playing on the break and Garvin was putting in some. It's essentially flicks, sort of ball going towards him and just sort of just moving the ball on that extra phase and. He does it very intelligently, and he's he's good at keeping the ball. We know where where his weaknesses are. He's not a great tackler, and you know he, he's he's not a particularly fast player. He's, he's but but in, certainly in terms of his touch, he was very 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 sharp. So I was impressed. And uh, what about? I mean, it looked like Kieran Cadogan got in a lot of crosses and was supplying some decent balls in, and which is something sadly lacking of late. Mm supply so how, how did was it his first appearance of the season yeah, yeah pretty much I think he may well he was certainly on the bench for a game I can't really remember if he got on I think he did maybe play a few minutes but um, yeah I mean we had a, we had a, a call in before the show started from Mitch hope you're listening Mitch um, who who phoned and talked to us about just thought it was great to see Kieran back in and she was absolutely correct um, he didn't he didn't see as much of the ball as I would have liked but I mean, he worked brilliantly with Dumbaya the, the two of them sort of as the game went on seemed to sort of grow in confidence of how of their interaction there's some fantastic play uh, I think quite late on in the first half it was uh, just one touch between them Dumbaya needed a bit of help out, out of the back because he was under pressure Cadogan dropped back in next to him and they just one touch passing between each other just worked their way all the way up the you know up the touchline relieved the pressure and, and set up an attack and that sort of that's the sort of thing Kieran Cadogan brings. Um, he is a natural winger. He, we've I've seen him play up front for the for the youth team, and he's a, he's a good little striker as well. But he's you know he's a he's a strong strong winger, and we don't. I, I was sorry, I'm a bit of a digression. I was I was on a, um, a Blackpool podcast earlier, uh, just talking about the the result. And they were saying to me, "Did do I think uh, one of the chances?" And we'll, we'll talk about Calvin Andrew in a bit. He said, "One of the chances that Calvin Andrew had. Do you think another one of your stronger strikers would have put that away?" And I was sort of forced to say, "Well, yes, it, but our first team probably wouldn't create that chance. Probably wouldn't have had someone on the right wing put a cross in like that." And I think that's what Kieran gives us. Uh, he's certainly someone I would like very much to feature uh, on a more regular basis. So yeah, encouraging. Um, you'd guess from the fact that he appeared, he won't be featuring uh, at Cardiff. But I just think he's he's got to push on, and he did nothing wrong in that game. Nothing to make me think, you know, there's an issue with him that he's not got the ability to make it. It's a real mystery why he doesn't feature more. Um, Who took up the sort of? Uh, <coughs> I saw David Wright was obviously playing. He was kind of the only one who I thought who was playing, who might actually feature next Tuesday. And um, was he playing in, in a full-back role or was he playing in front of the back four? No, right was in, right was in midfield. Um, Parsons on the left, left full-back, and he did, did very well. And uh, Dunbar, a right full-back. And, and David Wright was, was one of the standout players. Uh, it wasn't really one individual that stood out amazingly. Um, but it was you know, very much a team performance. 
but David Wright showed why he was there. He was there for the for the experience um, that he brings. Yeah, he was he was the one who was intercepting the through balls. He was the one who was getting last ditch challenges. And there was a brilliant moment where the very lively Paul McShane sort of uh, harried a, an attacker and pushed him all the way back and went just followed him and just sort of ended up on the halfway line and you sort of look back thinking oh my god centre back well out of position and when you look back at his position David Wright was standing in it you know he'd so in a nutshell would you uh, would you pick him for Tuesday night um bearing in mind he hasn't featured lately and, and the results and the performances of players who play in a similar position yeah um I think I, I I am be really really torn. It's a really close decision. If if we're just going to go and sh- shut up shop and hope to grind out a nil nil, then yes, I would absolutely pick David Wright. If we're wanting to have an a, an attacking effect on the game, then Jedinak, KG, and who else has been playing in there recently? Oh, my brain's oh Martin Martin's been playing yeah. in as as one of the as the point of that three, mm. and that that's the kind of uh, lineup that I would go with um, if we want to offer a bit more in, of an attacking force. But I mean Wright has has been pretty yeah, much. We're going there with a lead though, aren't we? You see, this is so. I'm wondering whether do you thinking sort of uh, a more defensive minded. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised. Now Albert's sounding a little bit robotic, but it's just faded now. Albert, sorry mate, bring you in here. Oh no! There you are, a robot. Well, um, we'll we'll bear with you. That will go eventually. <laughs> um. Wow, that's really pretty impressive, mate. That's an alien. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyway, <clears throat> is Albert there? So we'll just check. Albert, are you there? Or have you muted your microphone? Uh, he's muted his microphone. So we'll we'll try and get back to Albert in a minute. So I want to talk a little bit... Uh, Albert, I know, was going to ask me about Calvin Andrew. Um, it's very strange that he's disappeared. But uh, let's, you know, let's talk about Calvin. Um, he... Uh, I wouldn't say he had a poor game. I wouldn't say by any stretch of the imagination he let anyone down. He... He worked incredibly hard and he had some very, very good chances. And I think that's probably the best place to sort of to talk about it, really. Um, he'll, you know, he'll he'll run all day. And, and again, he showed some striking instinct and he had one fantastic header. That I mean, it's the sort of header where, again, I think it was from a Kandugan cross, where you, you see him meet it and you just think that's, you know, he deserves he deserves for that to go in. And he did all the right things. You know, he headed it at the very, very top of the jump towards the bottom corner and it just fractionally wide and it's at a key time in the game and you're just thinking to yourself oh you know if that that goes in we win this game it's it's over you know they're not they're not going to come back so um i just think uh that those those points need to be considered when you talk about calvin um so so on that basis bearing you know bearing all that in mind he um he showed what what we're struggling with. He showed, unfortunately, he showed that he maybe um, cannot be relied upon uh, in that position. And I mean, the key moment really. I'm trying. I'm sort of tiptoeing around it and ended up sounding like I'm stuttering. But the, but the point is, he he had a great chance. He was running through on goal, and he he took pretty much the heaviest touch I think I've ever seen. Um, I, I really don't. I really don't have you know, any real explanation for it. It's 
it was pretty bizarre to see. If you, I don't, I, I don't know if you can ever recall a striker um, who who's sort of struggled so perennially from goals, Mark. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I kind of feel sorry for him in a way because you need to be playing regularly, really, to to get any form and any consistency in your game, and you know, just to come on. In, on the odd game here and there. I don't know how many appearances he's made this season. I haven't looked in any sort of detail, but it's obviously going to be a struggle to, to play the best part of 90 minutes with almost, you know, no first team action all season. But, um, I think, uh, just, you know, as a game overall, although I wasn't there, obviously, um, when you look at the stats, Blackpool, temps on target, nine to one, uh, Corners eleven to two, possession sixty three percent, thirty seven percent. It kind of is a repetition of you know what we've seen for most of the season. And I suppose my question would be, you know, conceding two late goals. I just assume that we scored after what half an hour or so, and then um, yep, yep. sat back and tried to hold on to that lead. Hence, you know, and and this is what this is what concerns me about uh, Tuesday night. You know? Well, if I can perhaps allay your concerns slightly there. Uh, Albert, I just want to check if you're there. Hello? Seamless. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. Um, we'll come to your questions in a minute. We were talking about Calvin when you got cut off, by the way. But we'll, we'll come back to you know, any questions that you do have in a minute. But basically, on that point, Mark, because, because of the team we put out, they didn't actually play that way. They, didn't, they weren't sitting back hoping to defend the lead. Um, obviously, that's in the back of the mind when you're playing an, any away game. Um, the home team is going to come at you, but the fir- the early part. I mean, th- those statistics. I'd say a large number of those corners and shots came in the final uh, fifteen or twenty minutes or so. Um, but if I give, I go into a little bit more detail about what happened in the game, probably might help you sort of uh, in, in a number of ways and understand what I mean. Um, obviously, yes, we did we did go one nil up uh, in what was a relatively even first half that I think we rightly shaded. Uh, it was a generous penalty. Um, I don't, I'm sure people have seen it on, on the highlights. I don't think Barry Ferguson moved his hand to the ball, but then if you look at the reaction of the players, it's more one of resignation than than absolute horror at the decision. So, And, and obviously the Blackpool fans I spoke to earlier said they had a similar shout that was turned away, so there's a lack of consistency. But anyway, the penalty was given. Garvin scores it, nice penalty. Keeper very nearly got a, got a touch. and Well, he did get a touch, very nearly saved it. But, you know, 1-0 half-time deserved, and we played some very, very nice football. Start of the second half, one team in it, and that was Crystal Palace. And there's no sitting back. We created a number of very, very good chances. The game turned on a moment, and I'm told by the, the Blackpool guys that, that it's a regular thing for Ian Holloway. Um, and the, the moment was a triple substitution. Uh, he brought on Kevin Phillips, Elliot Grandin, and a guy called Steve Basham, who... Um, who they tell me has, has been excellent for them. Um, three uh, sort of attack-minded players, let's put it that way. Um, and it was they all had major parts to play in the goals that we conceded. And the only thing I, I was slightly disappointed about is that we didn't... Dougie obviously had to, to wait to see what that, that they were going to do with those three players before he could respond. And I, I think he made the wrong call. Uh, the, guy, the guy I was standing next to, Dave... Uh, quite rightly made the point. He said when Carl De Silva came on for Ibrisakaja, um, Dave said that that's that's the wrong decision because he's not physically strong enough to be to to, to cope with what 
uh, Blackpool were about to throw at us, and that and that's what it proved. If you look at the the second goal, um, despite the fact it looked offside and handball to me, if you look at the second goal we conceded, it was it was just through a, la- a little bit of a lack of an experience, lack of experience. Sorry, um, and you know he's Carlos Silva dives in quite quickly uh, and and lets the the guy get a bit of space. Does well to sort of tackle back. But you know you can see he's not he's not happy defending in that position. He's a guy who's happiest on the ball, you know, and he's he's very young and he's learning the game. And putting him into that environment probably we'll probably learn very very quickly, you know, a very harsh lesson. But it didn't there were, help because uh, there were a few criticisms I noticed on the message board about mm. the substitutions, and uh, I wasn't sure whether that was um, the timing of them or uh, who they were or whether it's a tactical issue that people were sort of um you know questioning uh with Doogie's decision to bring on who he did and when he brought them on but uh it certainly didn't go down well with everybody and you no, see the sort of not that you can please everyone but no it never does though does it no uh, Albert I want to before we we're going to have to move on uh we'll have to do the badge discussion after we talk to Don I just noticed the time. Um, if you could, uh, yeah, if you've got any quick questions for us before we move on, uh, for me, really. <laughs> I just wanted to say t- two players that I hadn't seen for quite a while, you know, under Burley, Parsons and Marrow. You know, I know Marrow only came on for the last 10 or 12 minutes, but um, how, did, mm. how did they look? Well, I mean, Parsons had a very, very good game. Um, I've seen people say that, they, you know, because he hasn't featured much, that they don't think he'll make it. I think the guy's got a... a you know, a decent career ahead of him. Whether or not that's with Palace, I don't know. We seem to have had embarrassment of riches at left back, but he had, he had a very solid game and he offered a good, you know, a good um, outlet going forward as well. And he was part of a, a highly energetic defensive display as well as an attacking display. So I, li- I liked Parsons. Um, Marrow, he, he he looked different. He looked like he'd um, he'd lost a bit of. of bulk if you like and I, you know and so he looked perhaps a little bit weaker he got a booking within about the first minute of coming on uh, and and I'll be honest he struggled and he, and that's not a criticism it's not he's not played much football and he, and he was brought into a very very difficult situation where you know he was in the center of a midfield that was being overrun and just with wave after wave of blackpool attacks uh, and he had to try and get very very you know very very quickly get a handle on what was going on uh, and, but, and he struggled. He gave the ball away a lot. You know, one rash challenge. Uh, I, you know, I'm a big, big fan of Alex Marrow, and what is fantastic to see him back. That's to me, that's the positive to see him back actually out on the on the pitch in a first team game. Um, I think that's a huge positive. And he, you know, if he gets anything back to anything like how he was before he got kept getting injured, we've got a tremendous player on our hands. Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? It, it has. It's, yeah, concerning. But um, I think what we'll do now, before we go on to the, uh, what I'm calling the great badge debate, um, we're going to call uh, Chris, who's eager in Cornwall. Now, obviously, I am producing the show as well as presenting it, which is, has its own uh, problems. One of those problems is that I now have to try and work out how to call someone during a conversation with you guys. If you guys want to talk amongst yourselves, I mean, you know, perhaps... Uh, Perhaps you could find out what you're having for dinner or something. <laughs> <laughs> I don't actually um, care what Mark's having for dinner. I mean, I hate to say it. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, you know what? That's a fair point. That is a very fair point. Who does even care? 
Uh, if I do that to there, there we go. That worked. Now that looks promising. Yeah, it's going going really well. Just bear with me a second. Um, but, no, I don't want to put this call on hold. That doesn't make any sense. Hey, right. Just, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it's it's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, bear with me. I I, I can only apologise for this, listeners. You going to the game on Tuesday, Mark? <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Yeah, if you could seriously okay. talk, talk about card. Sorry? That's your drink. <laughs> <laughs> Might do. Might do. Comfortably <laughs> now, I am engaged, so... Uh... Oh, yeah, is that what we're going for? <laughs> I thought it was a football match. <laughs> there there we go. That won't. It's right. a right. double celebration. Um, there may be a, uh, a small amount of silence before something happens, but bear with us, guys. Silence. Golden. Oh, I can't think of anything else. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've, I've worked out how to do it, I reckon. I reckon hey. worked out how to do this. Stud. Um, oh, no, Is that... he actually coming physically from Cornwall? Is that why it's taking so long? You know, funny <laughs> you should say that, but it absolutely isn't. I got Skype down there. Um, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not even sure they have the internet down there. You're offending our Southwest listeners, are you? No, we are. <laughs> if you get offended at that, then um... for some it's for something to do, you know, while we're waiting for me to sort out the massive technical issues that I'm having with my brain. Um, don't worry, I'll everything will be fine any second now. You know uh, what's um, good about on. this? Yeah. You think? Hello. Right, so, yeah, that plan didn't work, did it? Hold on. Uh, hey, all you did was cut us off. <laughs> well, it amused me. Oh, there Hello? we go. Hang on. Hello, Chris? Yes, Chris. Hello, sorry there. It's Chris Hamlin on Holton Homesdale Radio. I'm having some technical problems with how to actually operate a computer, so um, that was, <laughs> that was, it would have been confusing for a while there. We're going to try and call uh, Don Rogers in a minute. Um, right. Can you do me a favour while we're doing that? <laughs> um, if you Produce the show. Yeah, produce the show. <laughs> if you could just have a, I mean, I mean, obviously we've, we're all from an era where where Don wasn't playing. Um, it'd be interesting if you could just sort of share with with the guys, you know, what what's your favourite Don Rogers memory? I think there's only one, isn't there? Really, <laughs> involved five and nil, does it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that is a memorable one. I think it stands on everybody's mind. Um, I mean, his major major contribution was the fact that. Um, he came to the club and played 70 games um, in that short space of time. And apart from Swindon, there was so much success there. And yet, we actually went down that season when he, he did so well. Mm. But uh, for me, he was, that, that's why we had. And I, I didn't think there was any chance of getting relegated. But that was the case coming into the day, which was a great shame. Mm. But um, I, I think you, you can't really put that five, that five new out of, your, out of your mind all the time. It's always the one... I don't like you think of all the time you think about Don Rogers. Mm. I mean, it, a lot of people have said he's the most sort of talented person that they've they've ever seen put on the shirt. Um, Whether well, obviously there's a lot of uh, competition for that, uh, but how do you feel about that as a statement? I think with Don Rogers, I thought he's a very deceptive player. I mean, he never looks that graceful, but when he got picked that ball up in the midfield and he started to run with it, 
you, she just would not get the ball off of him. I think he looked, he looked sort of ungainly in some ways. But I think it was added to the magic of the players, the fact that he, he didn't have the agility of Bobby Charlton or Johnny Byrne or George Best. But what he, what he could do, and what he could do so well, was find a goal mouth and find the back of the net. And he used to do that without even... Without thinking about it. You see, naturally mm. to turn on, pick the ball up in our half. I mean, against Man United, he picked up NLD and took it virtually into their box. Um, <laughs> and he just made he could run past players that weren't there. Mm. Okay, guys. Well, what I'm going to have to very, very quickly do, and I'm very sorry to the, those listening, I'm because I'm an idiot, I'm going to have to... Uh, put things on hold for a minute so there'll be a brief period of silence while I speak to Don and then we'll be back very very shortly okay Chris yep. bye hello 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 Don hello yeah oh sorry there's, there's, it's Chris Hamblin on Homesdale Radio here um, I forgot sorry. about that Oh God! <laughs> well, I've sprung it on you, and also I've I've managed to add you directly to the live call. Uh, so we're actually live at the moment. Um, All right. But but it, as I'm sure you've gathered from the way that that's happened, uh, that's kind of the kind of show it is. It's um, oh, right. it's not massively professional, and uh, well, you've missed my it's near on air. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've had it's a near like on that, yeah. I've had a near on air meltdown, but um. Just give you a quick idea of who we've got with us. Obviously, my, my name's Chris. Um, we've got another Chris, who's um, one of our uh, long-serving fans from down there in Cornwall. Um, yeah. Also in the call, we've got Mark, and we've got Albert. Now, we'll all be asking you questions at various times. Sorry, I'll give everyone a chance to say hi. Go on, say hi. Hi, Don. <laughs> Don. Hi, Don. Hey. Okay. Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for doing this. Um, the response we've got, from 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 fans has been huge a lot of people remembering you very very fondly um as as a, one of the most talented players ever to put on the shirt which has got to be nice to hear but um that's very nice to hear yes but um obviously yeah incredibly grateful for you to doing this we've got um we hopefully won't keep you a tremendous amount of time but we do have a, we have a lot of questions from the listeners we'll try and try and get them sorted uh, into some sort of vague order for you but i'm going to start by by letting uh, chris um because uh, he's he's one of the one of the people young enough to see you uh, play live in the sh- you know pull on the the famous Clarion okay, Blue yeah. in red and no blue. Problem. So Chris, if you want to talk to Dom. Yes, thank you, Chris. Uh, it was a polite way of saying I'm I'm that old enough, Dom. Do you remember? Yeah, I knew what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think obviously in those days we never had the sports forums and fans forums that we have now. But I think it's pretty common knowledge. Birdhead tried to sign you on several occasions. You were aware of that, weren't you? Um, yeah, I did know Birdhead was very interested when he was at Palace, of course, because he was my original manager when I was 15, so I had no problem talking to him. Yeah, I, I believe there was um, one time when we actually signed you, it was when Dave McCoy was in charge, wasn't it? Yeah, but the, the, Dave McCoy got the whole blame for me leaving the club, but the reason I left the club was because the club had to pay an instalment on the new stand they had, and they couldn't afford it, so I had to be sold to pay for some of it. I didn't, I didn't realise that. That was one of the reasons. That was the reason, yeah. Yeah, because I believe it was the, the former chairman was the Mr. Williams, wasn't it, Mr. Ford. And then Dave McCoy was only there for a short while. I think he left just after you. you came yeah, it wasn't Paris, long. It? Yeah, it wasn't long after he left, yeah. But uh, it wasn't his fault that he left. I had nothing to do with him at all. That's where he went oh, from strength to strength, didn't he? His first, well, he was player manager, wasn't he, at Swindon, while, while you were there? He started as player manager, then he was manager, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. What, what were your views on, on the price while you played it? Did you think that, that we had enough equipment that slap into in the, in the first division? Because I thought that, that particular season, we didn't really let us go down the sort of players we had there. No, no, it's, it's ridiculous the way we went down. I think um, I think we all put it down. One of the reasons was that we um, went to play all football, as I called it, and not had proper defenders, probably. That was a lot to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, because that was the first season that Pearl had spent any real money on the side. He only spent half a million pounds on that side. But bringing you out, Alan Whitlin, at that, what, within a couple of weeks of each other, I believe you. you yeah, I mean, I could, yeah, that's right, it was only a couple of weeks apart because we became good friends. We still are now. 30 you years on. Yeah, yeah, oh. I still talk to Alan now. Oh, that's great. Right. Right. Yeah, that's 40 years on, so, you know, we, oh, we just remain really friends because we... we well, Chris asked me earlier, he said, well, there's one, one moment that stands out in my mind, and it's obvious, isn't it? <laughs> one thing is, is that Manchester United victory. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have bet on Mulligan scoring two goals, would you? <laughs> well, no, two you balls. Two I balls think that you. was Alan Wood's first game as well when he scored the great goal as well. He scored a great yeah, goal. Yeah, that was a good goal. He did yeah, play very well in chips in that top corner. in the top corner, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was a great goal, that. Oh, and I was lucky enough to be looking down your tonsils, virtually, from the home when you were charging down, scoring those, those two goals. But um, I must say, I'm not, you know, I did think Alan Wood was a little bit special. <laughs> yeah, it was a very good goal. I mean... Mm. And I was just very lucky as well. All the good goals I scored for Palace were on the television, so. <laughs> well, it was a technical for Palace because, uh, I mean, all the build-up to it was all about Ted McDougall, wasn't it, from Franco Fowler and the guy from Bournemouth and how good he was going to be. And uh, you stole their thunder a little bit, didn't you? Well, yeah, as I say, that was one of the best games ever played in that because it could have been about 10-6, I think, the score in the end. Yeah. Was it one of the most enjoyable games for you? Pardon? Was it one of the most enjoyable games you played in? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that rates with the League Cup final for Swindon I played in. Yeah. That's sort yeah. of on a par with that, really. I mean, okay. I, I, just one thing well, I've got to ask you is, is just a, I mean, is there any link between the fact that you played under, or scored 147 goals for Swindon and we bought you for £147,000? <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if, if McCoy thought, well, we do a £1,000 a goal, you know, and he's yours. <laughs> No, actually, it should have been 150,000 with 3,000. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that. You missed a few, didn't you? <laughs> that was 150. I, yeah, I don't know what 3,000 was for something else. I don't know what. But. <laughs> no, it had nothing to do with the goals, no. no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, thanks for that, Chris. Um, we'll probably okay, we'll come back to you a couple of questions in a minute. So you just hold okay. on the line, mate. Yeah. Listen away. Um, just if we can sort of go back to, to sort of start of your career, Don, really. Uh, so, you know, you came through your your hometown club, I guess, Swindon. Um, um, well, I was from Somerset originally. I was 45 miles away. I was born. 
All right, okay. It wasn't that good a Swindon, no. No. I very nearly signed for Bristol City. If Bristol City had been half an hour earlier, I'd have been a Bristol City player. <laughs> at 15. Really that, really that close, was it? Yeah, the, the other Swindon manager got there half an hour before the Bristol City manager. Mm. And I'd I mean, already signed. Fantastic. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I mean, was, that, was that what it was like sort of back in those days, really? I mean, you kind of, you don't really, you don't really hear too much about how deals get done. At 14, they watched me play in the local schoolboy team and uh, somebody took my name and address and I didn't hear a thing for another year. <laughs> really? <laughs> and then they came back and said, we'd like to sign you. And that was it. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, you, you yeah think it's now, a big gap. You get, getting kids signed at sort of seven and eight years old. Seven now, yeah, it's seven yeah. now, yeah. Agents and all sorts of stuff at that age. It's, it's yeah, well, I'm, I'm sort of doing a lot in the local... Kiddies league here, and they're sort of seven now. They're they're getting them all, and I know that's a good thing or a bad thing, really. But there you go. Well, yeah, it's got a bit of both, isn't it? Get a bit of nice early coaching, and hopefully get the best. Well, out I, was, of it. I was I was thinking of these pro clubs sign players on, and then they change them. They sign them for what they are, and then they change them. I don't understand that. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's... I think that you know they look they look at a player who can beat players, yeah. and then when they get and they say, "Oh no, pass, pass, pass." That's it. What's he going? Seen many a promising youngster start out on the right wing and look amazing and end up being a right back and things like yeah, that. Yeah, that's so right. They seem to change them. Yeah, I don't know why that is, but there you go. You got to hope it's not just to fit in a gap that they've got in their youth squad. You think you think that you'd hope that they'd look after the the players, wouldn't you? But there we go. I suppose yeah, it's well, worse. Sometimes it is to fill a gap. Yeah, yeah. It was and, uh, I mean, a lot of players do find a better position when they go to a pro club. I suppose as well. Mm. Yeah, that's the yeah, point. Yep. Um, I mean, we've had we've had like I say plenty of questions in from listeners. One of the one of the questions, many questions in from um, from Ramsey, who does a bit of uh, video work for us at times as well. Uh, his his first thing, really, and I think you touched on it when you were talking to Chris about what your what your relationship with Bert Head was like. So probably don't need to go over that again. Though he mentions that obviously he signed you as a seventeen year old apprentice. Fifteen year old, yeah. Fifteen. There you go, Ramsey. Your facts were incorrect. Yeah, I was fifteen. <laughs> Okay, fantastic. He says obviously both from Wiltshire, and I, was, I assume that's a huge factor in. I think you went when you went back to Swindon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, I had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I mean, yeah, I'll uh, I'll hand over to Mark now for the next one. Mark. Okay. Yeah. Hi, uh, Don. Hello, Mark. Um, basically, I was just going to ask you, going right back to the start of your career, like who inspired you to play football? Um, I did. I just used to play football all the time, anyway. I used to have a ball, and I used to kick a ball against it in, from when I was very young. I mean, I, I always say that I'd, nobody taught me to kick right and left footed, it just came natural. Yeah. So I just who, did it up against the wall. <laughs> and it, and who was your sort of your football role model then when you were growing up? Well, when I was growing up, believe it or not, some role model, it was um, Nat Lofthouse from Bolton was the first player I remember. <laughs> Completely opposite to the way I played. Completely opposite. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah. But, uh, yeah. For some reason, it must have happened when I was young. I suppose when he scored a good goal somewhere, and that was it. Yeah. Okay. And Stanley great. Matthews, of course, he was another one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's absolutely sensational player. Then when I started, time. of course, you had Georgie Best that came along, and I thought he was. He was I, um, the best. I saw a guy, and I think it, I think it was on one of our websites. Say earlier on in, in relation to yourself. Um, if you look at the two of the goals you'd scored, um, I think in the uh, the Man United five 0 which I'm sure we'll get yeah. to, 
Um, yeah. And he said, if you look at those and you compare them to, to any of George Best, he said he doesn't understand why yours aren't shown just as many times. Which, um, yeah, yeah, they were, but, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, in terms of style, I think, I think certainly, you know, Palace is Georgie Best. But in, in terms of... Um, you know the differences now, really. I suppose you know you've, your your heroes growing up, like you say, they weren't really the players that you uh, <laughs> that you would you you played anything like, which is quite quite no, interesting. No, just, I mean, I've just been watching the best player I've ever seen now, and that's Lionel Messi. I was watching just now, Barcelona. Oh, right. So um, he's got to be the best player ever, I think. Now, yeah, I mean, I know. I always thought it was Georgie best, but I've changed my mind now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't blame you, Messi. Well, it's a new player, so it's a different yeah. era, but I think he's absolutely mm. tremendous. Well, that, that's kind of the question I, I was uh, going to get to, really, is, is how do you feel, uh, certainly someone like yourself, how do you th- feel you'd get on, on in today's pitches, in today's environment? Well, I, I just wonder where people would want to play me, actually. They'd find it very strange. Um, so, so Obviously, I was a left winger when I first started, played out on the left wing, and then developed into scoring goals, but... I don't know where I'd play now because I'm not an up and down merchant on the left hand side. So they'd probably have to stick me behind the front man. I think. <laughs> yeah, there is that little hot. We we've got a position there now actually where we play an advanced forward. Yeah, Bring you, your boots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think um, lots of people do that now, don't they? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, they play the um, sort of a one up, um, like a one up top with a one in behind. One up it. it. Yeah. yeah, that seems to be the modern way. Yes. Yeah, in other uh, words, they play five in midfield so they don't get beat. Exactly. Yeah, now you've got us. Exactly. That's exactly it. Causes all sorts of arguments amongst fans at the moment. I tell you. But, um, yeah, I think it does. Yeah, you're right. You can't blame people. Everyone wants to see lovely, you know, attacking football with players beating, you know, beating each other. And that's what I want to see. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was nice watching Swindon. I go to Swindon every week, and um, they've just signed a lad from Gillingham who likes to take people on. It was a treat to watch him. Yeah. Where's well, some huge things going down at Swindon with with Decanio in charge? You just you just oh, signed yeah. up. Signed our keeper as well, Wes. Oh, of course we have. We got Wes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he's excellent, excellent young keeper. He's, we've talked to him on the show before. Really yeah, good. Yeah, he he's doing. He's done well for us. Done well. Yeah. I'm just glad to, see, well. glad to see him succeed. And the club's going the right way as well. Mm. That must be hugely encouraging. Okay, I'll, um, we've got a series of photos actually sent by uh, by Pete, who's uh, been a photographer for many years. Um, yeah. And he's he's attached a photo to us of you standing over what he describes as the body of John Craven after he'd had his legs bitten by Norman Hunter of Leeds. He says, what are your memories of that day? I'm not convinced I know what day that was. Oh, but... really? I remember it because we drew two all. I can remember yeah. that. Um, John Tra- Craven scored two. It was 2-0 at half-time we were leading. I know that. And we we drew two all in the end, which was a, they were top of the league then, I think. Mm. Or near yes. the top. But I don't remember that picture. I never saw that. <laughs> it's on there. Uh, I'll have to send you the link to our website or something. It's on there. So, yeah. um, oh, right. no, um, yeah, it, well. I remember was, the game vividly because we looked as if we were going to beat them and it ended up to all. That was my third game, I think. Oh, really? If I remember right. Okay. Yeah, we had Everton, Derby, and Leeds was the third game, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Uh, Mark. I don't remember much about it, but I remember my first few games for Crystal Palace. I don't remember much. I remember <laughs> the first few. Fantastic. And I remember the Man United game. <laughs> yes, yeah, rightly so. <laughs> and the Stoke City game later in the season. Uh, <laughs> when I got goal of the season for. Yeah, yeah, the 1973 goal of the season. I right? remember that one, yes. I've been watching that on the, on the internet most of today. I did Absolutely enjoy that one. Yeah. I, actually, I actually won the ball off somebody to start with, which is a rare thing. <laughs> <laughs> 
Don, when you won that won that competition, there was some great players in that in in that um, yeah. goal of the goal of the season competition. Stan Bowles, I think Charlie George, Peter Osgood, they were all all well, contenders for goal of the season. I got very upset about because Bernard Joy from the Evening Standard, who was one of the judges, said that I didn't mean to do what I did. <laughs> <laughs> it was two votes to one. I won it on. I think that he was one of the way he, he said I didn't mean to do it. I said, "Pardon? <laughs> yeah, that's what he said." Unbelievable. I mean, it's quite obvious what I tried to do. Exactly. Yeah. 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 He said yeah. That. he said I didn't think I meant to do it. I thought well, he's a good judge, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Don, Don, I was going to ask you about when you first came to Palace, and yeah. um, obviously your transfer fee at the time was sort of just under hundred fifty thousand, as we alluded to a yeah. bit earlier. Yeah. I imagine that was quite a substantial amount of money at that time, and. Um, did you find that size of the transfer was a burden at all in terms of like expectations or pressure? Because you bought with you when you came to Palace a magnificent goal-scoring record from your days at Swindon. So, yeah. how did it feel to be sort of um, bringing that sort of you know in terms of the expectations and pressure and and coming for a fee, which was obviously a sizable amount in those days? But to be honest, with you, I never thought anything about that, um, and I was very lucky, of course, because scoring your first goal and winning one first game and winning the game one 0 you can't go wrong, can you? So I got on the crowd side straight away. So I was lucky that way. But I didn't. I didn't Did. give it a thought, to be honest. No. Um, no. I, but I. I couldn't lose really because Crystal Palace were bottom anyway. So <laughs> no matter how it went, you couldn't really lose, could I? <laughs> <laughs> um, Don, sorry, I just noticed a, a question been sent to us from from a guy called uh, I think it's Rufus. Or Rafus. Uh, he says, please ask Don if he remembers Doris Phipps, who was his midwife to his kids. Doris Phipps? <laughs> midwife to my kids or his yeah. kids? Uh, <laughs> to your kids, apparently. Um, she was friends with his mum, who's, uh, uh, and he's not sure she's still around. No memory right. there? <laughs> no, no, no. The answer to that question is no. Okay, no, the answer to that question is no. Yeah, definitely a no on that one. All right, fair enough. Maybe it was a different Don Rogers. I think um, it might be. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Um, okay, well, we've got uh, an- another one from the guy. He sent us another picture. Um, it was from a game against FA Cup game against Southampton, where you opened the scoring. He said we followed oh, that yeah. game with said, we followed that game with three games against Sheffield Wednesday with crowds totaling over a hundred thousand for those in total. Uh, he said they knocked us out, but he said, do you think those games had an effect on our league form and contributed to our eventual relegation? No, I don't think so. No, yeah, obviously they don't help. If you lose one, it doesn't help. <laughs> no, exactly. But, um, no, that didn't have anything to do with it. If I remember right, I think we had about three or four home games to play virtually in a row against the bottom sides, and I don't think we won one game. Mm. If we could have won one or two, we'd have stayed up. What, I mean, we what, won one. Sounds like our Premier League season. It does sound like our Premier League season, yeah. Um, <laughs> what... I mean, what do you think that was down to at the time? Was you know, were you getting the right leadership? Or well, all I can say is Malcolm Allison was in charge, and he he was superb manager as far as I was concerned. Mm. But things just didn't go right. Yeah, I can I can go on to the next season when we played in Division Two. When we, our first game we played, we could have won six or eight, mm. and we ended up losing four <laughs> one. Yeah, first half we absolutely. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. Hello. Oh, sorry, everything cut out for a second there. Apologies. Hello. 
Yeah, hello. Sorry, I don't know. What, I'm not sure what happened there. Don't apologise for oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've had been set, beset with technical problems, but I'm trying to do this without a producer at the moment, and it's it's right. causing me serious problems. Uh, so sorry, you cut out at the end of that. I think we we got the gist of that. Was, yeah, not not completely sure what the uh, what the issues were, and yeah, it's was, it was just shame really at the, at the time. Um, I'm going to go on to another question until I'm completely certain that everyone is here that should be here. Um, it's just a strange. It's a. I think he's trying to be funny. Um, he says, "Can you ask Don what it is that Swindon has that Croydon hasn't?" Swindon has the Croydon hasn't. That's a good question. That would. Um, hang on a minute. Take some thinking. That would. Okay. Well, I, can't, I, can't, I can't even answer that one. <laughs> something, something unique to Swindon. I can't think of that. Um, I've also got to say Paolo Di Canio now because you ain't got one like him there. No, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's an interesting character, I have to say. He's a char- um, He sat behind yeah. me for half an hour yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> if he got sent to the stands, I'm oh, cricket on all the game. <laughs> Are you uh, down character? At, you down at Swindon for every game these days? Every home game I do. Yeah, yeah, because they actually named the stand after me. I've got a stand named after me now. Oh, brilliant! Called the Don Rogers Stand. Yeah. Oh, sensational. That's yeah, we did that three, two years ago, three years ago, so I, I go all the time now. Brilliant. Nice people in Bath, then. Don't charge you to get in, do they? Sorry, what was don't, that, Mark? Don't charge you to get in, I hope, do <laughs> No, they do. They no, no. No, they never have to be saying. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just trying to pick up on a few things that we haven't done. Um, I've got a, got a question in from... Um, Someone's managed to send that to my phone somehow. It says, uh, "Can you uh, can you ask the Don? Apart from Alan Whittle, who was your favourite pal- uh, player at Palace? Yeah, Crystal Palace, um, Charlie Cook. Hmm. Charlie, I think he had some great skill. Charlie, fantastic. Do you have Love any uh, sort of uh, practical jokers at the club, or any amusing stories from when you were there? Um, amusing stories. Hold on." Uh, yeah, Peter Taylor, would be, Peter Taylor would be the amusing story, yeah. Uh, he did the best impression of normal wisdom you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> he used to fall over his own feet when we went in hotels. He was hilarious. <laughs> I think, yeah, everyone loved Did that. it every time. When he came back as manager, I think people were uh, disappointed that he wouldn't ever do that impression because he was a bit more serious as a manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I met, I met him when I came back to one of the games, Peter, when he was manager there, yeah. yeah. Lovely bloke, still a, still a palace He legend. was, nice fella, nice fella, Peter. It's just such a shame things didn't work out as, as manager because you know yeah. everyone wanted him to succeed so so much. It's, I think it's the same. We say we got a lot of fondness for, for most of our ex players that you know, and it's yeah. Well, they love the fellows, the manager there now, don't they? The supporters. Oh yeah, too right, Dougie's. Because when I he, came back to the dinner about four years ago, I came to a dinner on a Saturday evening, here, mm. and I could tell they all liked him a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he was a very yeah. popular man. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, he's, he's got everything. All, all the blokes hero worship him, and all the women fancy him, it seems. Well, that helps a lot, then, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that's Al- a bit worrying. Yeah, that's a bit Al- worrying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you need to talk to your fiance, Albert, because, you know, you can't... Got like, some issues. Yeah, definitely some issues, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and uh, just a few little bits and pieces to pick up on, and I'll let Mark have another go, and hopefully if we've still got Chris on the line, um, we'll get Chris back in. Before um, sort of talk, I think he was yeah. potentially about when you uh, when you left the club and how that yeah. all happened. But um, yes, yeah, so um, 
Yeah, last couple of quick questions for you. The first one is, um, do you think today's players are overpaid? It's a bit of a leading question. but um, Well, no. no I, I never say they're overpaid. If the chairman's going to pay you £200,000 a week, then we're all going to say thank you very much. You know, I mean, I don't think they're worth it, a lot of them, mine, but if they're going to get it, they get it. It's down yeah. to the chairman to say no. Absolutely. In a way, you sort of, you sort of, well, I suppose it must be a little bit frustrating in some ways for the money people are getting these days. Well, I've got no, no, I've got, no, no, I don't even think about that, to be honest with you. I enjoyed my life. I was lucky. I mm. played something I enjoyed doing and I got paid for it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's as good as that, you know. I've got, I'm no jealousy towards anybody now. No, that's fantastic. And obviously there's a, you know, you did something that the thousands and thousands of people in the stands would absolutely kill to do, so, nah, that's, that's great, actually. That's Thanks. right, that's the way I look at it, yeah. yeah. I was lucky. Um, and we've also got a, uh, how do you think that the Palace of your era, I suppose your very best, would do against the current Palace team? Oh, we'd do all right, yeah. Yeah, we had some good players. Mm. Like, you know, Mal Blythe was very good, he could have played anywhere. Mm. John yeah, Jackson, the goalkeeper. We had lots of good players in our team. We just didn't, for some reason, it just didn't work out for us. Yeah, Mel, 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 and David Payne. They're they're regular. They're regularly down at. Um, yeah, of course, Park David Payne. You, I, yeah, because David Payne just sends all the letters out from for the old players and all that. So. Yeah, yeah I've been in contact with David over the lot, years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He's a nice fellow, David. Okay. We had um, we had a lot of questions, obviously, um, Don, about the Manchester United game. Yeah, Not yeah, surprisingly, yeah, yeah. and uh, of course you scored a goal in that game that even Pele tried and failed to do in the 1970 yeah, yeah. World Cup, pushing the ball one side of the keeper, Stepney yeah. I think, and running round the other side, collecting it and putting it into an empty net. So, uh, can you tell us about that goal in your own words? Oh, you can, yeah. Um, well, it might not happen very quickly. Um, <laughs> just a quick Is decision it? it was, I could see the goalkeeper coming and a... For some reason, I don't even know why I did it myself, to be honest with you. But uh, it seemed the easiest thing to do, to push it outside and run. But I still had to be careful because the fella got back on the line, so I had to make sure I pulled it right back into the far corner mm. to score. That's I the, think the, the, the state of the pitch needed. as well. Yeah, oh, that's it. In those days, it was just incredible how you were able to run with the ball and the way you were able to... Yeah, but I had 10 years at Swindon playing on mud, so I was very used <laughs> to that. That's what, that's what Swindon's got then, that Croydon <laughs> Now, like they did have, they've got a super pitch now. It's one of the best pitches in the country now. Our pitch is super. But when I played, it was mud from August to April. <laughs> and of all of your sort of favourite matches of all time, I suppose the League Cup final for Swindon in 69, where you beat Arsenal and you scored a couple of goals. Yeah. Up, up there top. And then, I suppose... Well, the Man United Palace... game is very close, I tell you. It's very close. Yeah. And I suppose, uh, yeah, I mean, that was played in, what, December 72, I think, in front of, I think there was about 40,000 people at Sellers Park. Yeah, there was 42,000 people there, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah, the no, following year, you won the goal of the season, as we, we spoke about earlier. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, that's, so that's something I well remember that. Mm. I don't any remember those, many of my goals, to be honest. Any of those, which is your standout, uh, you know, moment? I think probably the, the I suppose... The one, the Wembley goal, would probably the third goal at Wembley might be the, because a lot of pressure on that. But um, the Crystal, the Man United goals as well. But the Stoke goal is probably the best because I've sort of gone from so long back in, the, in our own half to do it. So I think the Stoke goal would be the best one. Mm. 
Uh, Ryan Moore certainly agreed anyway. <laughs> yeah, he did, yeah. Um, sorry, Mark, I think you slightly trampled on the one question Albert was going to ask on behalf of his dad, but um, I think we sort of got an answer there. But Albert, do you want to ask anyway? <laughs> oh, I can't hear Albert. Albert, yeah, no, uh, oh, there he is. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, my, my old man was old enough to you know, see you play on you know, many occasions and yeah. always talked about you and uh, my my fiance's a United season ticket holder, and even though you know she's my age, my dad always likes to remind her of that uh, that day that neither of us were there for. Um, so, is is that? Would you say that was your favourite game in a Palace shirt? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got I've got a lot of memories of that game, and especially I've got memories after the game as well. well walking into the President's Bar with a bottle of champagne on the bar with a glass boy. I thought that was lovely. <laughs> I've always remembered that. Actually, I think it was two bottles. There was one for Alan Whittle as well. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. That was a good start to the evening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I was say that would carry on a while, wouldn't it? I yeah. bet it was a good evening, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. That, was a, that was a good evening, that one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. Well... Well, before we leave, I've got a quick message from uh, from one of our regulars, Jerry, uh, which I'm going to read out, and I'll, ha- I'll hand over to Chris, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go. You've been very generous with your time, and thanks for that. So, um, yeah, so Jerry uh, Jerry wrote into us earlier, and um, uh, excuse me, he said, um, hopefully uh, this this top don will be and League Cup winner will be a good omen for us to get through to the final next month. Uh, at the time, time Don deserved to play for a bigger club than us. Although I understand from reading Don's book that Palace was the biggest club he played for. I don't know how QPR would feel about that, but I agree. Um, he says, without doubt, my opinion, uh, in my opinion, Don Rogers was the best player to wear the Palace shirt during our first four years as a first division club. Don had class, pace, and speed. It was very exciting. Uh, through no fault of my own, I spent like, my childhood in uh, Croydon Children's Home. And having watched the live game against Stoke City, uh, we were treated by our house mother to watch the big match on Sunday and to see Don's brilliant solo goal. And I think that was voted goal of the season, which it absolutely was. He says, anyway, the boys, the boys went on to play football outside and everyone wanted to be Don Rogers, trying to emulate that wonderful goal. He says, I'm receiving the ball. Each boy would shout, it's Rogers now, until they were dispossessed. Which I think is a lovely, <laughs> sweet little story. Um, lovely, yeah. He says, while we were relegated at the end of the 73 season and worse was to follow, Don's presence in the Palace side filled me with great excitement. A few seasons ago, I was lucky enough to buy his book, get it autographed, and have my photo taken with Don. He wants to pass on his best wishes and thanks, and he hopes you're enjoying the best of health, and, right, he, feels, yeah. and he feels Palace can get a positive result in Wales. Just thought it'd be nice to read that out as a kind of... No, lovely. So thanks very much, Jerry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Chris, uh, if you want to send us out with your last uh, question. Yeah, um, just um, one quick thing here, Don, about the stand named after you at Swindon. Um, yeah. <clears throat> at the Palace, do you realise you've got a shirt named after you? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, somebody told me that. Yeah, I was just really chuffed to take that, actually. <laughs> yeah, and it was the one we used in our centenary year in 2005. That's true. Yeah. That was our shirt, that, that particular 2005 season. That was oh, was it? Yeah, it was a centenary shirt, yeah. Didn't realise um, that, no. Yeah, the the, the, the current blue band with the white gap and the badge in the middle. Yeah, that yeah. That was our centenary shirt, yeah. Oh, well, well. Well. That, good, that yeah. game, you say, that first game of the season where we could have won 6-0 with 4-1 or something, right? was that Notts County? Notts County, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, we and hit the bar on the post about four times. That's it, yeah. And and I scored. It was 1-0 and then... Yep. Paul Hammond, right on half time. Paul Hammond yep. came yep. for a ball, yep. flipped yep. off the top of the fella's head, and went in. It was one all at half time. Yep. Unbelievable! They had, uh, they had never kick of the ball. No, <laughs> unbelievable! That. That. And that was a game. We get that. We were just enough to do very well. 
Yeah, I mean, Alf Marsden came on for a kick around with his uh, certain short, short one, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. 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 cut line band, didn't he, then? That, that gave it away, I think, that, what the season's going to go like, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Just really annihilated him. When you went to QPR, obviously, uh, Terry Venables and Ian Emma came the other way. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was a bit of a frustrating season for you, wasn't it? A bit injured, isn't it? You know the story about that, do you? Because I, I went to QPR. Yeah. Because I had a bad hip. Yeah. But but Terry Venable's ankle and Ian Evans' knee was not as bad as my hip. <laughs> so they swapped me for them, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. <laughs> well, yeah, I certainly That's true. That's a true story, that is. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what the physio told me. Yeah. Well, to, to, I don't think Venable's... He was... Malcolm Allison said that Venable didn't actually want to come to the Palace. I mean, that's why he quit on the, on the coaching course. Well, I was a player. He didn't want to play for the Palace. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Happened when he got his coaching badges, don't we? Yeah, exactly. But anyway, no, but that, that injury came in pretty quickly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's just started to slow me down quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, what, 18 games? Well, I had my hip done in 1978, I think it was, or 9. Oh, you young? So I was only just, yeah, I was, yeah, I was only 30, 34, 33. Oh, dear. Yeah, that's how quickly it went. Harsh. Very, very yeah. harsh. Oh. And I've, I've had four of them now. <laughs> really? I've had three hips on the left and one on the right. <laughs> You're paying right. Push and I had my knee done last year, so I've got bionic <laughs> knee. I'm nearly. I've got one knee to go on. One knee to go on bionic. You're in the zither frame, so. All yeah. well, great. Thanks very much, Don. It's nice. Hey, thank you. Anyway. Thanks. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you to Chris as well for, for coming on and yeah, doing thank that. You. It's much appreciated, mate. Uh, Don. Don Don, before we, before we let you go, Mark wanted to ask you a quick question about uh, our, in relation to our academy. And I think it's a good place to leave it because sort of look into the future. So I'll, I'll let him do that and then we'll say goodbye. Okay. Mark. Hi, Don. Yeah, um, I'm sure you're aware Palace have got a great academy at the moment. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to a youngster coming through the ranks of a pro club in, this mo- in the modern era? Uh, well, I don't think it's any different. It always has been, actually. You've got to be really dedicated and keen to get on and uh, get your head down and work hard. There's nothing else but, you can do. I know you get the breaks. But there's a lot of temptation out to to move to bigger clubs for more money. Well, that is the problem and, and, nowadays, isn't it? That yeah, is the problem. And, and we've got some great youngsters at Palace who we know are being tracked by bigger clubs than ourselves. Yes. And yeah. we've had players leave in the past who've Failed, yeah, that's right, and yeah. so forth. Without going into any <laughs> any specifics, job yeah, yeah. names of them, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, you're never uh, going to stop that, though. You're never going to stop that. I mean, yeah. I watched Swindon play Man City youth the other night under 18, and the fella, the best player on the pitch probably was a lad who went from Swindon to Man City two yeah. years ago for half a million pounds mm. at 16. It's and do, the do you think, so these, gonna, do you think these yeah. players though should should. Uh, you know, really try and stick around their I think they should their, stay. Their they should clubs. stay at their own clubs, yeah, and learn because their trade. It's got to be better to be playing regularly than to be locally, yeah, playing locally, yeah. yeah. It's got yeah. to be. I mean, I don't understand yeah. nowadays these people that don't play football. They train five days a week and they're on the bench mm. on yeah. a Saturday or a Sunday, and they don't. Play. I can't understand that. Let's hope some of pay, our youngsters will be listening to this. Yeah. You know, they pay £20 million pounds or £10 million for them and they're not even playing. I don't understand yeah. that. You, well, you do worry about teams stockpiling players just to stop other people having them. Certainly Look at some, Man City. You've yeah, got two yeah. teams, haven't you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. Two teams that could play in the Premier Division and there's, I just don't understand why they go there. 
That's crazy. Well, I do. Well, yeah. I do, because they'll be millionaires at the end of the year. But, yeah. I mean, when, at the end of their career, they're going to think, well, why didn't I play more football? Absolutely. Yeah. That's, uh, I think that's, that's sentiments, a, exactly, yeah. It's a that's fantastic. what it's all about, is training during the week and playing on a Saturday afternoon. Too right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a great place to leave it, Don. I'll, thank you so much for your time. No problem um, at all. And obviously, just want to wish you the very best of, of luck in the future with everything that you do. And, uh, and also, just good luck to Swindon, because they're, they're a proper football club, playing some great stuff. It's really nice to see them succeeding at the moment, and I hope that continues. And let's hope Palace get a resort. Absolutely. <laughs> Cheers, Don. Take Cheers, care. Cheers, Don. thank you. Cheers, bye now. Bye. Cheers, then. Bye-bye. Right. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Okay, here we go. Right, that was great. Thank you, thank you to Chris, and thank you to Don for, for joining us today. Right. Cheers, bye, bye. Cheers, bye now. Cheers, Chris. Right. Um, okay, right. Hang up that. Hang up that. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a pro. We got there in the end, didn't we? I mean, that was fantastic to hear from Don. Uh, uh, just such a nice guy, as you can tell. And it was so good of him to do that. Uh, I, I really enjoyed hearing from him. Obviously, we've got a few things to, to pick up on now, so we'll try and be it nice and quick. So, again, apologies for the, the problems actually getting the call started. Now I know how to do it. We won't have that problem in the future. But, oh, dear, it's one of those things you probably sh- probably should have looked at it before I started the show, really. But, yeah, there we go. You live and learn, don't you? So... <laughs> <laughs> you laughing at me? You never learn. <laughs> oh, I do never learn. You're quite right. Okay, well let's have a let's have a quick look ahead to the Cardiff game. We've talked about that um, before. Uh, we talked about sort of what tactics we'd like to see. The general consensus is that we're all pretty, pretty nervous at the bat this at the moment. Um, based on on what we've seen up at Blackpool, and we've seen us rest a team. I think we we can pretty much be fairly certain as to what might what might transpire now. Um, in terms of a team selection, so I mean, let's. I suppose go around. Who, who do you think is going to be key on, on our team, uh, Mark? On the night, I think. Um, well, it's not so much the individuals. I think it's how the game pans out. How how Doogie sets his stall out. Really, you know. I mean, in an ideal scenario. We we would get an early goal. That would be it. And the worst scenario would be to concede really early. Um, I think uh, we have to go there and we have to try and get go for a result. There's no point going there trying to hang on because uh, they do rattle in a few goals, Cardiff, and uh, they have got some good players and they're they're in good form. And I, I just don't think that we. We'd be able to keep them out for the whole of the match, you know. Yeah, I think that's so. Fair. I think you know. I think the, you know, trying to get a goal uh, is is crucial, and I'm hoping that Do- Doogie uh, picks a reasonably attacking lineup, you know, in the sense that it, you know it's not sort of eleven men behind the ball, but uh, it's going to be a very nervous. Uh, nervous night I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it and talking about it now I'm nervous because there is so much at stake but what will yeah, be, I, be? I, I've, I've spoken to you know for a fair few people you know in and around sort of Blackpool about you know how they were feeling and to be honest I can't blame like for, for the for the um 
the team we put out. If you you can't blame Dougie for thinking about the Black the uh, Cardiff game when we're all doing the same thing when we're up at Blackpool. But a lot of people were saying that they were finding ways of of getting to without needing to drive so they could drink themselves into a stupor for the match because they, they couldn't cope with it. I think very much I'll be following that kind of logic. Um, yeah. Albert, I mean, Albert, you saw you saw Cardiff put out a full-strength team. Uh, what, what are your feelings of, of the weekend, that is? Uh, and they won the game, obviously won the game, I think it was 3-2. Um, late what, on, yeah. Yeah, what are your feelings on that? Do you think that's going to benefit them? It's a tough one, really, isn't it? I mean, I'm, I'm not a sports science expert you know I'm what? you're here as my sports science expert I know what am I doing here oh. um, you know I think you know their squad their squad's probably you know a little bit bit more quality and depth than ours and mm. I think you know as outrageous as people might think it was I think it was very wise that Dougie did what he did yesterday um, because you know Imac God forbid, imagine if Zaha had played and got clattered or, you know, if it, it, you know you could, there's one of several players that if they'd have gone off injured, it would have been all doom and gloom. And yeah. the fact is, we know what team that we have, we have got. No one's going to have any hangovers of the virus. Yeah. You know, you know that, that takes its toll on people. So I think we've left it a good, good amount of time for people to get over that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah key players, I don't know. Um, I'm going to be controversial and say I don't think we should play Glenn Murray. Oh, really? um, yeah, I think we're obviously. I mean, it was apparently in the, in the first leg, you know, sitting back trying to catch him on the break, and I don't think Glenn Murray particularly sort of fits into that. You know, he's not. Well, no, he's not going to run on to the end. Of, he does You know, he comes deep and you know and, and holds the ball well, but. No one gets near and near enough to him to sort of benefit from your his... uh, your your internet's about to go again, Albert. You turned into a robot very very quick. Yeah, I can, you're, you're going to have to just yeah. If you can mute for the minute, <laughs> but I think Albert makes a good point uh, in, in talking about Glenn Murray. There, it's, it I, you know, he wouldn't be surprised to see him see Friedman start with Easter on that basis. I just think we. I, I agree with you, Mark. I think we've got we've got to score a goal really. Um, my my own thoughts are: if you look at the the way we've rested the team, if you look at the big teams in in this country, I think it's fair to say that they all rest players for you know the big players for the big games. Uh, and and in some ways, I quite think it's quite interesting to see us taking that approach and. You know, with a bit more luck, it wouldn't have cost us three points either. So, yeah, I, I'm. But I, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a horrible, horrible game. Mm. I don't know, unless we go two or three nil up straight away. I don't think we're gonna enjoy it in any way, uh, shape or form. So, let's, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the stats. Uh, I mean, I was looking at them, and <laughs> from a Palace point of view, I mean, this season when we scored first which is like 13 times we've only lost twice you know but when we've conceded first <laughs> which is 11 times this season we've only won twice so i uh, i can't say enough that we that i will be really disappointed if if uh, he sets up to try and defend a 1-0 lead i don't think he will but it's it's I think it's playing into their hands. We have the advantage. It's one nil at half time, and you know I really think we've got to try and press on. And you know it would be nice to get an early goal like our last home game, and mm. I think we'd settle down. And I think we could definitely see it out. But if it's sort of nil um, nil or one one with twenty minutes to go, it's not an ideal scenario. 
No, absolutely not, mate. Um, but I mean, look, we won't dwell on that. We've talked about the game. It, it's only you know you can talk about it all you like, really. But um, but at the end of the day, it's pretty much it's just the thing. What will happen will happen. There's not an awful lot we can do about it. So um, we just got to get down there, support the boys, and those people who can't get down there. Obviously, the club have got something going on at the Glaciers. If you're not going to see it there, uh, I just think yeah, we've got we've got a, it's the best opportunity we've had in in recent memory of getting to to a major final uh, and they don't they just do not come along very often i've seen i've been fortunate in that i started supporting palace wasn't there for it but i started supporting palace around the time of the uh, uh fa cup final in 1990 and uh, i went to the zenf data systems cup that we won typical that it no longer exists but we did win that uh, uh, at Wembley against you know Everton and as we were top team at the time, so it's it's one of those things. It's you know you're not it's it, it means so much to so many people, and you can see Freeman knows that. Otherwise, he wouldn't have taken the decision to rest so many players against Blackpool. So I, to me, that's I think that's a good sign. I think it's a good sign that we're taking this as seriously as we need to take it, and that we have you know serious ambitions on getting through and and doing it the right way. Uh, I, I you know I worry that there's perhaps a bit of confidence from from Cardiff from, from getting that late win but I don't think they would have benefited too much from uh, from playing a game so close to, to another game so I mean put it this way I, I if I was a player I would not have wanted to be running around that pitch in, in uh, Blackpool uh, I would have wanted you know it was freezing flipping cold and I said flipping yeah anyway it was freezing cold and uh, you know it, it, it was it's just not, you know, there's a whole journey to take in consideration. I'm fairly aware that most of the squad uh, who weren't picked, you know, the, the major players didn't even travel, so they haven't had that horrible travel situation. Cardiff, I think, played at home, so it was easier to have put a stronger side out. So all those sort of things sort of come into it. And I think that's the kind of detail we're getting into, into sort of, since we've had to wait two weeks to... Uh, between legs, I think that's the sort of detail we're going into, but it'll be over soon but, enough. Uh, it's all, yeah. I mean, you can analyse it, in, you know, infinitely, and you know, it's not going to make any difference on the day. But it doesn't stop you discussing it and debating it, and uh, people having opinions about it. Um, <laughs> it's just the way. I've, I've got a, a late email, which is a good place to end it from serial thriller uh, on in this subject. Anyway, it's just sneaking an email in as I'm watching the snooker, which, if anyone's interested, is a really gripping final. Thanks for that. Um, it says, hope it hope is yeah, it's very concise. This uh, hoping that we can beat Cardiff on Tuesday. I think if we don't concede goals and maybe score some, then we may just get a result. Uh, I'm slightly concerned that if we lose on Tuesday, our season's over, and I've heard many people saying the same thing. I'm reading this as I'm, I'm sort of reading ahead as I'm reading this out because I know exactly what he's like. Um, <laughs> everyone confident looking at our recent record that we can nick at least two goals. <laughs> um, okay. This next bit, I apologise if anyone gets offended by it. I can, I can, I can see there's a swear in it. That's all. I can, can't make the Brighton game next week, which is a bugger. Although I'll be in America while the Republican elections are going on, I'll still, still enjoy some dicks getting covered in shit. Mm. <laughs> it's very, very clever, but very, very uncouth, young man. I hope you think about what you've done here today. Um, okay, before we go much further, um, we're. Well, we can't dwell on it too long because we've been on for blooming ages. So just a quick word about the badges, and we'll talk about that in a, in a future show. Got an email in from Ben. He says, Dear Radio, um, hello. 
This feels weird emailing the show and listening rather than being in the studio. Then in brackets, which I've ruined the joke with me reading the brackets out, it says, pretend we've got a studio. It makes the show sound more professional. What, like when I couldn't remember how to add a person to a phone call? Yeah, that, that sounded really impressive earlier, didn't it? He says, badge E will smash the badge vote, just so you know. I think B and D are an inside joke. I don't know. I like B. Uh, it's the only thing I can think of that would make let them in the vinyl six choices. I'd rather a cup final than promotion. Say hi to Dom for me. Didn't do that. Hugs and kisses, Ben. Well, thanks for your email, Ben. Hope you're still listening. You better be. Um, and that leads us on to what I wanted to do. Quick, uh, we, we talked about it last week. Um, Albert, what's your choice in a. terms of badge? A. Uh, and Mark? I'm kind of split between C and E. I think uh, E for me. Surely you should be picking D. As, uh, yeah, if you're between, yeah. The yeah middle ground. Mm, very, very, very. It's all right, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, one of either of those I'd be happy yeah. with. Okay, mate, and I'm, st- I'm still on B as I was last week. We'll see how that continues. Um, but what we will do in the very near future, we'll be um, looking to put At together... At least we don't all agree. It's exactly. not boring. That, I think that, that in itself makes me slightly concerned. But uh, <laughs> I, do, I do agree with Ben. I do think he's going to win it just because of the similarity to the current badge. I think people will just go, go with the nearest to the current one because a lot of people don't, just simply don't want to change. We talked about the reasons for that and we'll talk about them again. So if you've got comments or, or thoughts on the badge situation, do get them in, radio at homesdale.net, and we'll use them for a future show. Um, the badge votes, I think it closes on the 1st of Feb, so it'll be, it'll be next Sunday we talk about it one way or another. So We'll have a result next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, that won't be quite the results, but we'll, uh, we'll certainly be talking about it in, in great in much more detail next week so what remains is to thank every uh, thank my guests which was uh, Chris Eagle in Cornwall from the Homesdale and obviously the fantastic legendary Don Rogers thank you oh um, mm. <laughs> sit down very good Mark um, thanks I'm just going up from my chair then or drop us an email radio at homesdale.net um, I just f***ing love Doctor Who. Pierre Bayer, Pierre Bayer, Pierre Bayer, 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 Wingspot Rangers. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport, powered by fans. <laughs>